Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 because when you do, you get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us, as has become our weekly custom, is the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT. And Sportsnet and the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. It's Drew Goodman. What's up, boys? How we doing? Feeling fine. You you got to you're you're out at the ballpark down there at Coors Field, feeling well, the baseball vibes. Drew, Drew, what is your podcast about? <laughs> about uh, baseball, right? About baseball. And I figured that y'all were tired of me doing the. Uh, podcast my my uh, once a week uh, cameo from my home you saw everything you need to see so go to a ballpark right and i found one that actually the rockies resided coors field so that's where I, no actually here here's the deal fellas um when we're when they're on the road right now during these COVID times we've talked about it no broadcast travel until mlb um you know clears uh you know everybody to travel again and so when we're on the road, we typically are doing the game at and out, out of our studio, which is about three blocks away. Um, we also broadcast the Vegas Knights out of there. They have a big hockey game tonight because it went game six with Minnesota. So we have overlap and, and uh, we got hockey stuff going in the studio. So we are actually broadcasting today from our normal um, – place at home so we're in our our broadcast booth at Coors Field and there's high school games going on right now and uh, that's why you're going to hear music occasionally and, and the PA system and cheer and we and we greatly look forward to talking with you from Coors Field now every week as you've guaranteed right no maybe <laughs> maybe not it's one time only it might be a one time only thing but we like hearing the sounds of baseball in the background and, and seeing you with the whole AT&T Sportsnet backdrop. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is, you know, that's official. That's the, uh, that's what you get. Um, that's what you get when they, when they put the boot cam on. So um, if you see any technicians walking by at some point in time, they're, um, they're the important ones that, that get us on the air and, and keep us on the air. So this was fun. I got to, uh, I, you broke up for a second. I don't know, but you know, I coached at Arapahoe also. We got to play earlier today um had a nice little win over dakota ridge good ball game and uh so here we are it's like all day of course field man gotta love it gotta love being at the ballpark no matter the situation though of course it is frustrating that you couldn't be down at city field for these last couple of really quality games uh, for the colorado rockies against the new york mets uh obviously austin gomber flirting with going the distance and then the return of both kyle freeland and Jacob DeGrom, we've seen some really good pitching the last couple of days. Uh, what stood out to you about uh, just the way these guys have particularly pitched out there in this series so far? Yeah, you know, I knew obviously we were going to talk about this. And um, when I was uh, making my, my way back up here, I, I was thinking of, uh, I don't know, I guess an analogy. And back in the day when I used to um, do the Nuggets, um, it was at, during a period of or, early period of time it was when Michael and the Bulls were, you know, the, they were, they were the Beatles, man, right? Wherever they went, that was the biggest show in sports, not just in the NBA. That was the biggest show in sports. And 
So you would be fired up to, you know, you, you hope to see Michael do something special, which he generally did, you know, score 40, and you hope the Nuggets won. Um, and in fact, in the 72 and 10 season, the Bulls 72 and 10 season, you can look this up, a, a kind of pedestrian Nuggets team actually did exactly that. They, they, they went up like 20 something points in the first half on uh, the Bulls. Michael led them all the way back. And the Nuggets held on in the fourth quarter and won. So the fans got everything they wanted. Michael going off in the Nuggets' victory. But that that's the analogy. Is that when you're watching Jacob DeGrom and you want to see Freeland do great, and I thought we'll get into that a little bit, but, you know, Jacob DeGrom is the best in the business. And it's special. And I think anybody who's a, a fan of, of a sport or athletics, you, you love to see greatness. I mean, I'm a huge Tiger fan. Even for those people that may have not been a huge Tiger fan, Watching his greatness, it's otherworldly. And, you know, Tom Brady, whether you like him or not, watching him, uh, we got the pleasure of watching Peyton Manning, one of the all-time greats. So um, I, that's how I look at it. When DeGrom takes the mound, if, if I'm cruising through and the Rockies aren't playing and it's the Mets against the Marlins or the Phillies, whatever, I'm in, man. I want to see this cat throw because it's different. It's appointment yeah. viewing. It's appointment viewing for those starting pitchers. I know – you know, I, I think it's true for a lot of baseball fans. You know, if the the opposing team that's coming to town doesn't interest you, you look to see who the starting pitcher is. And you go, wow, that guy's on the hill. I'm going to see that guy more so than the eight guys around him. And and Jacob deGrom, you're right. It's He's appointment viewing. And, you know, he tuned up pretty quickly against uh, uh, those, those poor teenagers uh, down in Florida in the Florida State League. Uh, and and he, looked, he looked fantastic. Yet Kyle Freeland just as good and, and just as effective last night in New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kyle was amped up for you know multiple reasons. One, it's his first start in quite some time. I'm sure. I'm sure that injury scared the Dickens out of him when it first happened, and, and you're thinking the worst. I know I was. I, I, I know Buddy was. Everybody, everybody was. But everybody was. The way he grabbed the back of his shoulder, it, it wasn't like, hey, you know, I got a little kink. I probably got to come out. I mean, that was – you're thinking this dude blew out something. He's going to have surgery. We're not going to see him again until 2022. I mean, that's where your mind goes. Let's be yeah. honest. So for him to be back in such a short amount of time, relatively speaking, amazing. And so I'm sure he was amped up. And then you throw in the fact that he's pitching against DeGrom. Uh, so, you know, the ball strike ratio wasn't where it will be. But you know what? To, to Patrick's point, one run, four innings, they're going to limit him a little bit and – bring him back slowly. There was a lot of things to like. I know he was pleased with it after. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. And the Mets obviously played it the same way with DeGrom. He went one more inning. He's actually threw less pitches. He threw 63 yeah. pitches. That's it. But they're like, okay, we're going to back off. Yeah. It was uh buddy had a comment after the game about the kind of velo these guys were bringing. Uh, I, I had sent out a tweet about how there was a sequence to Grom through to CJ Chrome that should be illegal. Like, not in the game of baseball. Like, you should get arrested for that. That would He threw him two consecutive 99-mile-an-hour fastballs that started off the plate and came back and just dotted on the black. And then he threw him a 93-mile-an-hour slider that started right down the middle and ended up in the dirt. And CJ swung through it, and I just went, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> like I don't that. remember who it was, but it, there, was what, there was somebody that he threw. He threw that same pitch at 101. Yeah, one oh one two seam. You know, it's not a two seam. He throws a four seam, but it, you know, it was moving back. I mean, he locates too. 
You didn't yeah. see anything in the middle of the play. It's not like he just fires because he throws hard. I mean, he locates. He lo- really locates well glove side. Um, I was talking about that yesterday. It's usually, you know, a little tougher for, for pitchers to be consistent glove side. Um, he, he's he's out of this world good. Did you see the uh, shot we had of Kyle Freeland after he faced him? I was just going to say that. I was going to bring that up, particularly because, you know, this that was his first at bat in almost two years. We forget pitchers didn't get to hit. Right. So Freeland comes off the IL. He's ready to go. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go toe to toe with with Jacob Degrom on the mound. But then realizes, yeah, I, I got to go toe to toe with him in the batter's box as well. Yeah. Wow. How about that for a rude awakening in your first yeah. start? Back and, that, and that's exactly what he said as he walked away. He, you could hear him uh, or, or see him mouth the word, "Wow." Yeah, just, it's not like wow. you're going up there and go, "Hey, what's this guy got?" You know what you're getting into, and right. you still are blown away, literally and figuratively. Yeah, you know how competitive Kyle is. I mean, he's not going up there going, "Oh, I got a hit. I'm a pitcher." Though, I mean, he's going up there. He's going, "I, I got to swing the bat," just like Degrom does. So, yeah, that was uh, that was fun stuff, and uh, I, I just keep coming back to the same thing. And if you're like the three of us nerds who just love the game and we love greatness, watching watching Degrom throw is, you know, it's otherworldly. It really is. Yeah, I think this just is the perfect setup for the one flip side of it. The one other thing that happened because you're right, he wasn't making mistakes and he was totally blowing guys away. Except one guy, one time. And that was, for me, the most impressive swing maybe in the career so far of Ryan McMahon. He's got home runs that are like 450-foot home runs, yeah. 112 off the bat. The, all the stat cast numbers are going to be better. But he turned around a 100-mile-an-hour fastball from the best pitcher in the game that was out away from him and drove it out to left center field. And as uh, announcers like you have taught me the phrases, stayed hit. That thing stayed hit. That thing is still hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Drew, Drew, I love I love how you characterize that. And, and I may steal that or footnote you tonight um, because I think you're absolutely right. Um, and and we, we spent some time talking about the fact that and, and it's not talking out of school. I think I think Ryan uh, would admit this as well, that a year ago, certainly two years ago, he doesn't get to that. Maybe, maybe he fouls it off. But. He can't get the barrel to, you know, a lot of things that were higher end velocity. Well, there's nothing higher end really than than what DeGrom brings. And for him to to barrel that, um, and it was it was effortless. He didn't try to get really big. He just dropped the barrel on it. And it, we know how what a great swing he has now, powerful. And that may be um, the most impressive one swing, if you will, of his still very young uh, career. So. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think that's a. I, I I don't think that's an inaccurate way of describing it. I think anyone looking at the home run leaders, they've probably already noticed Ryan McMahon up there, uh, especially after his his big start in, in the early part of, of April. But now again, being in center stage, being in New York against Jacob Degrom, for anyone who wasn't already familiar with the name Ryan McMahon, I think that was uh, almost a star making performance, or at least a a stamp of approval for a lot of people who go. All right, I guess this is the next guy. I guess this is going to be, you know, uh, an all-star, the next superstar for the Rockies. Well, um, I'm looking at the, tonight's game number 50 for the Rockies. So, less than a third of the season, you know, you you can extrapolate the home runs out. And you're talking about a guy 
that's going to hit 35 or maybe 40 mm-hmm. plus and drive in, you know, 90 plus, 100. And some we all know that, be in that so much of, of, you know, the, the RBI stat is, have, you know, you have to have some guys complicit, right? You got to get, get on base. Depends where you're hitting in the lineup. But, you know, like tonight he's hitting in the two hole. Um, but yes, Ryan McMahon, I think is opening eyes. And and how about the game? How about the play he made defensively yesterday? Boy, that was about as good as it gets. And we've seen some good defensive plays at third (laughs) base in our time. I'd say. Yeah. And he's, and he's made a few. Um, I mean, this year already, I, I'm not a slave to have a problem sometimes with the defensive metrics. I haven't checked DRS lately, but is he now ahead of Nolan in DRS? I I know Nolan's made seven errors. The thing is, yeah, not only so. Here, here's a few other. And he's, I'm not. And, I, I do want to interrupt. Totally. You know, you none of us do that. Caveat, We're not yes. going. Oh yeah, Nolan's not very good. Nolan's friggin' great. <laughs> we wish Nolan was still in Rocky's purple. It's yeah. nothing to do with that. But it's just, uh, you know, I just thought it was interesting right now. Yeah, by by the fancy metrics, by DRS, Ryan McMahon is actually the best defender in in baseball right now. He's got the best defensive WAR. And he's got Nolan beat not just at third, but he's been better at second base than Nolan Arenado's been at third. He's accumulated more DRS, which like WAR is a stat you accumulate, right? So right. he has been by the fancy stats, and and it doesn't exactly not match up with the eye test, right? And he's and to do it at two different positions is another thing that's just like his defense has really been phenomenal by just about every measure this year. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well. And then last night might've been his best defensive play. That was all before what might've been his best defensive play of the season. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and I've said this before and I always qualify it because Nolan's the best defensive third baseman. Um, I'll, I'll speak for you guys. We've, we've all ever seen, I mean, you can go on and on. Mm-hmm. From an athletic standpoint, and Nolan's a good athlete, but Ryan McMahon is, is a tremendous athlete. Yeah. And so the fact that he's able to make plays like he does at two different spots, and if they put him at first, he'd be a plus defender there. I know he doesn't like it as much, and they don't they don't need him there right now. But um, that's a really um, – that's a useful baseball player that can defend three spots at a high level – and also change a game. Yeah. With yeah, one. even if even if you know some people not as big of a fan of uh, defensive run saves, and they like uh, you know the Statcast version outs above average. Ryan McMahon just at third base alone is tied for first in the NL uh, for third baseman. So with with three outs above average. So Who, I mean, who's, he, who's he tied with, Patrick? Uh, Mike Mustakis, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's 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 doing it really well there, and. Uh, a fun little uh, stat is, you know, you, you talk about guys, you know, star-making performance. Uh, only three players in the 45 innings that Jacob deGrom has pitched this year, only three players have homered off of him. Uh, first one of the year against 23-year-old rookie sensation Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins, who are looking forward for the Rockies to play against. And then the other two we know pretty well, Ryan Maltapia and Ryan McMahon. So two of the three guys who've homered off Jacob deGrom this year, Rockies guys. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad. I'm hold on. I'm, I'm marking that down. I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Throw them all. Patrick's going to get so pissed watching this. Watching uh, uh, the uh, game. Uh, game. I gave all the stuff in the now. Well, you, you said you're gonna you're gonna maybe give uh, Drew a shout out, so I'm like I'm like all right. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take care of my boys tonight. <laughs> definitely, definitely tune into the AT and T Sports broadcast tonight. Uh, but yeah, so we will. In fact, then this is a good time to toast our Breckenridge breweries or seltzers to Ryan Maltapia and Ryan McMahon for making up two thirds of the people who have homered off of Jacob Degrom. We toast to them on this day. We get our 15 can samplers down at the King Supers liquor store, or you can just get a draft version of the beers down at the DNVR bar. And you know, you get a bigger one when you're a member of the family. Become a member and subscribe at the DNVR.com today. When you do so, you get access to all that written content. You get discounts on hats and shirts and masks, a bigger beer. When you come down to the DNVR bar, access to the Discord channel where we're talking Rockies baseball 24-7, plus following along with the Nuggets and Avs, run through the playoffs, and always talking movies and television shows and video games and skiing and cooking, anything and everything under the sun. Big happy family here. We'll also send you a free t-shirt when you sign up and a free stick, holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out at H-O-L-I, nope, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And check out all those reviews. Use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off again after we send you that free win just for becoming a member of the family today. Um, I'll go ahead and do one more of these, actually, because this just lines up too perfectly. Got to thank our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hopefully you were following along with yesterday's show. And if you've listened to Michaela and I, you still got a decent number. But if you listen to Patrick, then then you then you really made out well because you, you basically had uh, – pretty much everything in that game as it went down and nearly had the big payout with McMahon and a Rockies win. Cause that was, I know 1600. That would, that would have been huge. You got to find those long shots. You got to <laughs> find those long shots just in case. Cause Hey, we were halfway there. Yeah. And then when Villar got his hit, I was like, dude, Patrick, did you watch this game already? <laughs> uh, but if you've got premonitions, as does our guy Patrick Lyons, or you just feel like, you know, it's going to happen, or you just like making it a little bit more fun and interesting while you're watching your sports, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, if you're a basketball fan, or even if you're not, it's an easy, low-risk, high-reward situation to use that promo code DNVR and try to turn $5 into $200 in free credits just by taking a basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if you do, you claim $200 in free credits. It's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, fellas, I just, I'm writing in my lineups for tonight, and I just noticed something. I don't know if you guys looked yet. So the Mets made, you know, the Mets have no outfielders. They were, they were trying to reach Patrick Lyons. They, they, Patrick didn't pick up his phone. So they make the deal for Billy McKinney with um, with Milwaukee yesterday, right? Where do you think Billy McKinney's hitting tonight in the Mets lineup? Duh. Is he leading off? Or? Second? <laughs> yeah. Four hole. I was cleaning up. As you do. up for him. Wow, they are. They are. I have hurting. never seen. I've said this on the air. I know. I've never seen anything like this. Like the yeah. number of injuries they have. They're on their fifth string, as they said, fifth string center fielder. Um, and they almost lost Fargus on Monday night in that one play. You saw him go into the fence oh, in right. center field, yeah. holding his shoulder, and you go, "Oh, this poor young man." Yeah. 
Oh. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And they're still in first place. Yeah. Nobody wants the NL East this year, but, apparently. Nobody. Everyone you put on the mound throws 99, sits on 99 miles an hour. Right? You know what? Even, yeah, even Buddy said after the game, right? He said, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that where everybody rolled out there was, was 95 plus, really 97 plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was wild. It, Absolutely it, wild. It was wild. Um, crazy, crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. There are some names though that they're rolling out that I, you know, you haven't seen in a while, like Brandon Drury, yeah, Cam Maven. Okay, I guess I saw Cameron Maven, and then I and then I heard you guys talk about him being 0 for 20 and stuff. Like, he's, oh, I, I think he's 0 for 22, uh, and he was hitting 103 in Binghamton. You know, when you're hitting 103 and you get a tap on the shoulder, the news usually isn't good. But he gets a uh, tap on the shoulder. He's going to the big leagues. Oof, so. that is. Well, uh, a lot of quadruple A type players in there in, in that lineup, and they're holding it together. Yeah, there's, there's, you're being very kind. There's some triple A players in there also. Uh, that caveat <laughs> understood. Before we do move away from the diamond, uh, I, I did want to get your thoughts on Austin Gomber. Uh, you know, that's as we talked about. Look, the lineup's depleted. It is what it is. But still, this is a young man proving his way in the game, proving that he needs to be a starter, all of the things and, and going out there under the big city lights and almost going the distance, having the opportunity to do something uh, that we don't see Rockies pitchers do very often. And while he didn't get it done, I, I thought it was one of the best performances of the season by any Rockies pitcher. I think by and large, he's been really good. And I, I think I probably said this with you guys. First time I saw him in March, um, I was really impressed because he can spin a curveball. And it's a true four pitch mix. He has a good slider. Um, he has he has plenty of fastball. He has he has a changeup too. So um, I, I really like him. I think he's a I think he's a really solid middle of the rotation guy. And most teams are devoid of having a true ace. I think the Rockies have a guy who's really talented in Herman, and he's slowly getting better this year. Um, but if you roll out, let, let's just be hypothetical. If you roll out five guys that are you know good threes or you know maybe a couple you could say there's a two like kyle was a couple years ago like herman generally has been you're gonna win a lot of games provided you can score a little bit and defend yeah and and, and as we know the strength of the rockies is that rotation uh, but i'm a big fan of, of uh, uh you know of austin gomber i like how he competes um, I think he's got toughness to him, and he's got good stuff. And uh, I listen. I there's not a lot not to like about Gomber. Yeah, if you look at his season numbers, you know it, it can be a little deceiving because you see him with a, a four, five, six ERA, and you go, "All right, that's it's pretty good for for a Rockies pitcher, if you will." But he entered May with a six point six five ERA, and for this past month, and this is including a start in St. Louis that I'm sure he'd like to maybe you know do over again. Still was fine. Five innings, five earned runs. But in the month of May, 2.97 ERA across five starts. Uh, oh, and only three walks to 32 strikeouts. Totally putting behind that seven-walk outing on opening day. In fact, he had 19 walks in the month of April. But since then, three walks to 32 strikeouts. 
Do you know what? That's the guy you like. We spend a lot of time talking about ERA, and we also know if you have a couple of clunkers, it, it's going to really it, it yeah. really can affect what your ERA looks like. But let's say you go out there and you've taken the baseball ten times. I think he's he's nine or ten right now. If you give your team a really good chance to win eight of those ten times, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. You'll you'll absolutely take that. And you know, I I think one of the things that gets lost in the frustration about the reason that Austin Gomber is here and what led to those events is the fact that he, the contract is very friendly to the Rockies. He's going to be around for a while. Uh, that you know, he's got an opportunity to really grow and blossom here and he also doesn't have that frankly the you know if he was a free agent in a year or two that they had acquired in a trade who could maybe go hey if it's not working i'll just put my head down and eat it because i'll be a free agent in a couple of years i'll go somewhere else oh I, I can't deal with this whole coors field problem he's clearly not done that at all he's going to be i think four or five years left on that contract you go you know what uh, th this could be a, a big piece. And, and this is, I think, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show. There's a lot of these guys who you're finding out who are the big pieces of the next competitive contending Rockies team who are here. Some of these guys may be, some of them maybe not. I think Austin Gomber is one of the best bets for a guy who's going to be right in the thick of things when the Rockies do eventually turn it around and are competitive again. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And, um, you know, they're going to take a lot of money off the books. We know COVID's affected every major league team um, from a fiscal standpoint. It, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how active they are in the next year or two in, in, in free agency. Um, but you have a lot of controllable guys that you hope will have an impact. I mean, Ryan McMahon's still very controllable. Um, you know, Brendan Rodgers, hopefully – we can see continue to see him emerge. I mean, I thought he had good at bats yesterday. Obviously, he had two of the three hits against two for two against Degrom. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, I have termed it on my podcast that you know who, who's going to be like you guys are talking about. Who's part of the solution? Mm. And um, certainly, I, Gomber is. I, I think Freeland. You know, is it's a really friendly contract with Herman Marcus, the forty-three million dollar deal that he signed. So you, I always say this: there's got to be baseball symmetry, where you have you know a quality rotation, you have a bullpen that can get you know get you to the finish line, and you have a good defense, and you have you know offensive pieces. You can't go well. We have a really great offensive club, but we can't pitch worth a damn where we have a nice rotation but we can't score in an empty gym um, so there's got to be baseball symmetry individually in a, in a you know when you when you talk about it from a, a micro standpoint in a game and then overall there's got to be that baseball symmetry so you know the Rockies you, you like their rotation um, their offense has to be better clearly and that's you know we have that's where we're getting back to you know who is uh, who is part of the solution. And you, and you see some guys that can definitely be part of that. It's funny how you talk about symmetry and, and, and that balance between the rotation and, and the offense. One thing that we've been discussing on the podcast the last few days is, is the symmetry that they have just within the rotation. The fact that Herman Marquez and Antonio Senzatel, two right-handers from Venezuela, are kind of you know, one and two, uh, one after the other. Hey, anything you can do, I can do better. They're they're going, they're battling each other in a sense, 
And now with Freeland uh, off the IL, you got two left-handers from America that are going back and forth and Gombers set the pace on Monday night. And then Kyle Freeland went and, uh, and, and picked it up. So I, I like how those guys are, are situated a little in the rotation. And, and all four of those guys are going to be around for another three years. Uh, none of them hit free agency until after the 2023 season. So that is a, a big building block for this rotation right now. And a lot of symmetry in, in, in the rotation as well. Yeah, and you have to have depth. I mean, we, we all know, uh, yeah. I've said this many times, knock on wood, it doesn't happen again. But, you know, there's three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and pitchers get hurt. Yeah. Um, so you have to have, you have to have depth, um, legitimate depth, not calling a guy up and you, and you, you know, you're hoping he can get through the lineup twice. I mean, listen, one of the reasons the Dodgers are so great. I mean, they got rid of Ken Maeda and Ryu and they and they won 6,000 games last year in a world series. They have, you know, crazy depth uh, on the mound and, Maybe that's an embarrassment of riches, but you, you're going to have to have something that approaches, um, you know, eight, nine deep where, yeah, this guy can come up and, and give you quality um, innings, maybe more than just a spot start. So, you know, that that's where the buildup of the farm system needs to take place. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what Rollison can do once he works into that mix a little bit. Still Peter Lambert. Lambert on Brian the Castellani. It's going to be really interesting. But um, those guys, you know, and, and they're they're still developing. But Ryan right. Castellani has to be better. He has to throw strikes. Right. Uh, Rollison, obviously, you know, Rollison just had his first outing. wasn't great at the at the AAA level. It's hard to pitch in the PCL. You guys have spent a lot of time talking about that. It's hard to pitch in the Albuquerque ballparks. Beautiful, um, but you know, there's a lot of runs in most of those those parks. But yeah, they need they need. Ryan Rollison to be a nice piece. They eventually need Peter Lambert to be a nice piece. They need they need Ryan Castellani to throw more strikes. He's got good stuff. Um, I saw they just moved Santos. Do you see that to the bullpen? Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, Chris McMahon's going to be an interesting piece before I, too I, long, I think. Yeah, I hope so. I, I like, you know, I like his makeup from what I, you know, read about him. I like the stuff. And we'll see how that that plays out. I think you know. I hope I hope the three of us are talking a year from now, or well, maybe maybe a couple of years from now, and we're going, man, that was a really nice second round pick uh, by Billy Schmidt. Um, one one interesting name too to keep an eye out on, and he's moved pretty quickly uh, through the minors in a sense, even though he's uh, debuting this year is Carl Kaufman, who you know drafted right. in 2019, shut down you know because he pitched uh, deep into the College World Series. Yeah. Michigan, no minor league season last year, made three starts, uh, pitched incredibly well with high A Spokane and, and just made his double uh, A start. So uh, didn't do too well, but still you got a guy who, you know, finally shows up on the scene and already he's in double A and you go, whoa, who is this guy? He could be another one you throw into the mix in the next couple of years, as we talked about and, and add to that rotational depth for the Rockies. What was interesting about him is, Billy's son, one of his boys, was playing at Michigan. So he would see Michigan play a lot. And he saw Kaufman throw the ball a lot. So he had a, he had a really good idea of not only the stuff, but the makeup of the kid. Um, yeah. You know, more so than, you know, an area guy seeing him and then a cross checker. And then, all right, we're going to, you know, we'll take a look. And you see him a couple of times. I mean, he really had a very good idea of what he was getting you know, in, in Kaufman. So, um, 
you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. What is weather? Weatherly punched out 10 the other day. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, last night. That's yeah. right. That's great. Yeah. It's uh, Helkers Oliveras. There's a couple of guys, but it's, it's not, yeah, like it, you'd like to see some boost to that. But if you get, I, I really do think there's something there. And then maybe you find these uh, t- talking about Chi Chi here in the comments. You got to, you got to love Chi Chi taking the what could. It, look, it can only be seen as a demotion. Nobody wants to not be a starter. Ask any of these guys in any sport. You want to come off the bench or you want to start? <laughs> every right. single one of them. I want to start the baseball game. Hand me the ball at the beginning of the game and, and everything. Chi-Chi could hardly have done more. And people might be tempted to look at the ball game last night and go, well, he gave up the two-run homer. He lost the game for him. That's, that one's on Chi-Chi. And it's like... The way he pitched out of the bullpen and ate up innings, the, and we with Bud Black looking for guys to get outs, uh, two runs, and and with the number of outs he got versus the the flip that we've seen, you you've got to appreciate that out of Chichi Gonzalez. Um, Chichi Gonzalez, one of my favorite guys. Um, Chichi's a great, he's just a great person, man. He's fun to be around. He's just a good guy. He's friendly. He's warm. And he pitched really well, man. Like you guys said, last two outings, you know, and yesterday he was fine. I mean, he gave, listen, he had the pitch middle of the plate with a slider. Okay, guy hit it out of the ballpark. You tipped your cap. Um, his last two starts were tremendous, tremendous. So you need, we're talking about depth. You need guys like Chi-Chi who can swing and give you a couple of starts and, and keep you in ball games and then go out to the bullpen and, and eat up a few innings. You know, several days later, those guys are really, uh, they're unsung. You know, when a team wins 90-plus games and goes to the postseason, you go, oh, that guy was a long reliever. Even if he pitches more in losses than wins, he's saving other arms that help you win the day after or two days later. And that is never lost on a manager, a pitching coach, or the other 25 guys in the room. Yeah, he's probably been the most unsung guy since 2019 yeah. in this organization for Aaron. And he's had his, his share of moments. And I got to know, Goody, we, you know, each of our podcasts, we, uh, we have our favorite coffee retailer, um, but, but maybe even better than those two. Have you been to Cafe Chichi yet? Have you had one of his famous cups of coffee down there? I think two years ago, I had, um, I had some of his uh, Cuban coffee, and it's really sweet and it's really powerful. Um, <laughs> So, Sounds listen, I got, I'm taking a few days off to go watch my middle son uh, play in a super regional. Um, and so I have a 5.30 a.m. flight tomorrow. Ooh. I could use tomorrow <laughs> morning some of Chi-Chi's Cuban, uh, Cuban espresso, man. I'll, I'll have to fly some in from New York, maybe. We'll, we'll see. I may, have, I may have you two uh, brothers help me out and, and – Make sure you call my house at two thirty in the morning. Make sure I get out of bed. There you go. <laughs> oh man, is that a, a Spilly Sully? Are they are they doing that again? What and Listen, if so, what, or if not, but I, I want I want your reviews of, of of their booth work so far. I they're the best. <laughs> I, um, listen, I, I, all biased and we coming, love them. I think Jenny Jenny's coming off paternity leave soon, and she'll and she'll step right in there. Um, it's like leaving. It, when you're a parent, the first time you leave the teenager's home by themselves, <laughs> that's basically what's happening, especially with um, with Spilligus. So um, 
yeah, they have fun, and and I catch, I, I've caught some of it. And uh, listen, we're, we're in the toy store of life, watching professional sports, getting having the privilege to do what what all of us do. I mean, whether it's this podcast or calling the ball game, you know, like we're going to do in a couple of hours, uh, it ought to be fun. There's enough. There's enough serious stuff out there, and um, that's never that's never lost. Uh, on Spilly, on Huey, on Sully, and, and and hopefully me also. So we'll see. I, I was beginning to think maybe the analogy was going to be like Kevin McAllister in, in Home Alone, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it maybe is more like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. I, I don't yeah. know. You got to keep an eye on those those two. <laughs> I think all those characters apply. I think any any uh, either one of those analogies would be apropos. Uh, on a semi-serious note about the the broadcast, though, I did think it was interesting that they didn't have like a, 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 their dynamic is a, is really unique, and and I love seeing Huey in the booth as well. Obviously, he's a little more seasoned with doing it, but when it was just Billy and Sully of them not trying to have like the traditional play-by-play man that they really didn't like, neither of them tried to be you, which I yeah. thought was smart, and uh, so I just was wondering what you kind of make of that dynamic of it. Being yeah, they don't like me, so yeah. they don't like me. So the last person they're going to try to be is me. Um, I, I think they made a conscious decision, and I think a, a smart decision, rather than all of a sudden try to be, you know, I don't want to say something they're not because they're so bright and they're, and they're so capable that they, they really are going to be able to do anything they put their mind to, um, but. They wanted it to be two two guys who played, um, you know, sitting on bar stools talking about what they're watching rather than maybe the you know obviously there's still got to be somebody who does the reads and the and that sort of thing. But other than that, they just wanted to be two guys, two ex players talking about a team they know really well. And I think that's a really smart decision. And not that they couldn't you know step over and, and be a little more traditional, if you will. Um, and I hope our broadcast, when I say our, you know, the ones that I'm involved with, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be more traditional play by play, but it's still, you know, baseball allows for anecdotes. It allows for, you know, more extensive conversation about individuals, about a particular play, about a historical event. I think it's, it's one of the reasons um, that, you know, when you when you're part of announcing baseball, it truly is unique. You know, uh, when it's football, it's you know, play analyst. Back to the next play, here comes the team. You know, you know, the Broncos are at the line of scrimmage. It's third and four, and you know, basketball's fast paced. Hockey's really fast paced, as we know. But baseball lends itself to being conversational, anecdotal, and. Um, that's why, uh, you know, I love doing all the sports, but there, there's uh, a uniqueness in it and I think a joy um, to, to being in the baseball uh, booth that, that, you know, doesn't always exist in the, in the other one. I mean, they're, all, they're all joyful to be a part of, but hopefully I've articulated that right. Yeah, it is. Baseball's it's pastoral, right? It's, it's why it's our national pastime. And right. it, like you said, it, it lends to those conversations. And it's it, instead of hearing, you know, Norm and Cliff, you know, from the Cheers bar, we're hearing you know two two ball players who who actually did the thing and yeah uh, and and you can listen to and rely on them a little bit more than Norman Cliff <laughs> and then they can go to the left hander bring in Mayday Malone hey there you go uh, hey, that that 
We always go off on tangents every once in a while. We're losing the millennials. They have no yes, idea these references. If you guys listen to me, you know I do that all the time. Made reference to Petticoat Junction the other day, and oh. that even left you guys in the dust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patrick yeah. called Greaseman. He goes, "Did you hear Goodman? He just okay. referenced some show I've never heard of. I had to ask nothing. my parents about it. So um, nothing. Yeah, and I get a lot of uh, I could say I get a lot of shit from Spilly when I do that, but." Um, <laughs> Anyhow, Cheers, Cheers was like, you know, I, I said when, when I was on the road for years, I'd always find Cheers late at night, and it was comfort food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to have those. You got to have those. Cheers Thank you, by the way, of yeah. comfort food. You just set me up too perfectly. I, I know. You're the king of the Segway. Right <laughs> into some castle, castle Cattle Company Wagyu beef. That's my comfort food. Uh, not joking. That's very, very seriously for truth. I believe we've had different versions of Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef for dinner each of the last four nights since that $200 package came in. Is that free shipping on that? Use promo code DNVR10 to get 10% off. We got beef, we got chuck, we got bacon, we got steaks, we got award-winning hamburgers. You can do all kinds of different stuff with it. They treat the animal well by not shooting them up with all the antibiotics and hormones and all that garbage which ends up treating the environment better because well get into all that you can research all that stuff but it treats your wallet better because it's cheaper and it treats your taste buds better because it's absolutely delicious seriously the bacon could change your life it's it's that thick if, if you're not watching the youtube go and watch on the youtube and fast forward just to this moment so you can see exactly how thick the hassle cattle company wagyu beef bacon is again check them out at h-a-double-s E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. And don't forget to use promo code DNBR10 to get 10% off. And if you order over 200 bucks, they'll hook you up with free shipping. And why don't we go ahead and call it final on these and thank our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. Chevalier literally is French for protectors of the realm. Mike and Virginia will protect your realm. They will protect your castle. They will help you figure out anything you need to know about financing and mortgage and home loans and all that stuff. Go to dnvrmortgage.com. You can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. And when you do, but most importantly, you get hooked up with a free consultation to discuss your options. It's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. So visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win that free shirt or hat when you do and get set up with that free consultation. You can also call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. And Goody, if you want to give out your cell number, I'm sure someone would be glad to call you at 2.30 in the morning so you don't miss that flight. Let me think about it. <laughs> okay. Think about it. Let's consider it. Um, so as they were talking about protectors of the realm and the castle and home loans and all that from our friends at Chevalier, uh, from a couple of people that used to call the New York area their, their stomping grounds with the team out there, figured we'd talk a little bit, uh, uh, especially with this road trip, them going to City Field and then PNC, obviously, about some of your favorite places to visit, whether it be because you're going to the city, but also particularly the ballparks. Um, I haven't had a chance to be to either of these and i've heard they're they're both pretty nice i've got my own personal favorites as well but just 
curious about yours. And also, we know it can vary. Like the ballpark might be great, but maybe the the broadcast booth's in a weird spot. So you never like. Uh, I'm curious to see what what some of the ones are that stick out. Uh, okay, well, this trip, City Field. Uh, I grew up as everybody, you know, most people know. I was a Mets fan and, and going to Shea Stadium, oh. <laughs> and it was um, when I first. You know, did games there. It was still pretty cool, even though there were like wires in the booth coming down, and it was, um, you know, it was it needed to, it needed to be raised, which it, it it eventually was. But it was still cool, um, you know, to work there. City Field, they, I think they did a great job um, at City Field. The only thing that's bad, it's not a knock on Queens. There's nothing around there but tire shops, right, Patrick? Chop it's, shops. That's it. That's it, and that's what it's always been. So you yeah. get off the seven and you, you know, you go over to City Field. And, and I think, again, I think they did a really terrific job of blending, you know, the history of the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants together. And um, it, it's really it's really a nice ballpark. Um, moving on to Pittsburgh, PNC Park provides some of the great sight lines back across the Roberto Clemente Bridge and the other bridges into downtown Pittsburgh. And, and downtown Pittsburgh has been um, significantly revitalized over the last decade plus. Um, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not Denver yet by any stretch. doesn't have a nightlife, really. Yeah, I mean, but it's getting better. And there are young people moving down there. And it, it's certainly better than what it was 10, 12 uh, years ago, and there's been a metamorphosis in the in the Steel City toward um, you know at, you know from a commerce standpoint, you know healthcare is is now big, and, and education, um, you know from a commerce standpoint, not not that they didn't educate their young. I'm not suggesting that. So had no schools uh, before. No. Yeah, no school <laughs> really was <laughs> market. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> Sightlines gorgeous. Yeah, and Pittsburgh PNC is a great ballpark. From and I think Patrick mentioned this. What about the booths? Well, that is that in Washington Nationals Park. They put the booths at the very top of the stadium, and they all look like Lilliputians down there. There are balls that are hit in the air that don't reach the height you are. So calling the game is not as easy at PNC. Um, love everything about it, other than we're at the top of you know you're almost a roof level and and the same thing with nationals park and i like i really i love being in dc there's a great vibrancy um you know i, I moved on to nationals park but it's selfishly and, and all broadcasters will tell you this it, it it was the booth should not be that high so are you i i was in uh DC in, in 2019 and yeah saw that press box you you may get a nosebleed up there are you are is the uh the TV production booth above then it's even higher than that so yeah even just going where the press is wow. is higher than anything I'd seen before yeah we're above so that. you guys would be even higher it's yeah you're just looking at where the outfielders you just got to hope the left fielder doesn't lose the ball in the sun or you're totally going to miss call a, a home run because you're just looking at body language to figure out where that ball is yeah, and in Pittsburgh we're all on the same level, um, but you, you know it's a it's a it's very top of the stadium. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, if we went around baseball, um, you know, sight lines. Uh, well, 
you know, in the NL West, where I'm sitting right now in, in our booth at Coors Field, it's great. And I'm not just saying that because that, this is my home. It truly is. We have great sight lines. It's at the, the perfect height, if you will. And the press box is, is below us. So when they built that press box, you're not going to find better place, as you guys know, to watch a ball game than at Coors Field as a member of the media. Um, San Francisco, the booth there is the best. I mean, it's 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 really big. Um, the the tables, which are really important that you work at your desk, um, it is it's at the right height. The the desk are, are large, so you can get all your stuff there, etc. Um, you know, Arizona's fine. Dodger Dodger Stadium, just because it was built, you know. Going on 60 years ago, or it was built 60 years ago. It's uh, boots a little tight, uh, but it's still Dodger Stadium. It's like it's like when you used to go to Wrigley before. I don't even know if they because we haven't been there the last couple of years. That was going to be the last renovations. Place. Yeah, I don't. I, are they done? Do you know, Patrick? I have no idea. I believe I, they are. Yeah, I believe they did finish that going into this season. Okay, because they needed to. Um, but <laughs> you, know, you put up. I mean, it's really steep and. You know, you're you're literally. I can't even put my laptop out. I put it on the floor next to me, but it's Wrigley, so you're like, I don't care. Um, so it works. Um, you know, Fenway's great. What did I leave out? San Diego. San Diego's fine. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting in San Diego. I don't know if anybody cares about this, but the home broadcast booth is now the visiting broadcast booth. Uh, I think when Enberg was there, and still obviously when when Dick was doing the games, the late Dick Enberg. He thought that the visiting booth was a little bigger, and and he liked that one better. And so they moved the home broadcast over there, and they moved the from the visitors to the homes. Uh, but you know that that works well. We're, we you know we're fortunate. I, I think everywhere there's just good there's good parks everywhere now. Even even one of the older ones like Fenway, which I love Fenway Park. Fenway's booth's good. Yeah. That's good. That that's nice to know that they've been able to renovate some of these older ones too to to make them more. I do remember uh, being surprised at how many places you could like bang your head or your shins on like exposed pipes at Dodger Stadium and stuff because they're like old. So it's just uh, like hanging down over. It's like oh, we don't have any of this stuff. But Industrial. I did say Vin Scully press box when I walked in and I like cried a single tear. So I guess you know you win some, you lose some. I, I miss seeing him when, when their booth is right next to the visiting booth, naturally. And, you know, you'd walk, you'd walk by and always poke my head in and, you know, Ben would give you a big hello and you'd go in and, you know, shoot the bull with the great incomparable Vin Scully for 10 minutes and compare notes. And, uh, you know, and then you'd see him in the dining room a little bit later. And, and I, and I miss that because, there's only been one. There will only be one, uh, Vin Scully. Uh, you know what's interesting also about Dodger Stadium is, and I don't know if you guys were ever at Dodger Stadium before they renovated all the clubhouses because the visiting clubhouse, even the home clubhouse until they renovated it, you know, you, you thought you were going back in time. I guess you were. Like 50 years, it was narrow. There were like cages. The high schools have better clubhouses now forget i mean college is no question and they finally you know they renovated it they, they dug out underneath a little bit more so uh they were able to, to make a legitimate uh visiting locker room and on the on the dodger side it's you know it's state of the art but um 
back in the day, you'd go in there and go, wow, this is a big league clubhouse. That is one of the interesting things if anyone goes on the road, or even, even if they just do a stadium tour, is going in and comparing the difference in size of the home team versus the road team. I actually think the difference between the, the Rockies clubhouse and the visiting clubhouse is, is fairly close, right? Again, visitors always get something smaller, but it's a lot closer than, than some others, right? If you, Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, of course, the Yankees got to have something really big, whereas the visitors' clubhouse is just a big square. That's it. And there's like a couch in the middle. Same thing in, at Nationals Park. It's, it's pretty common uh, to see, you know, what some of these teams are able to get away with uh, at, at the ballpark. You're right. You're on the road. You know you're on the road. It's, it's not supposed to be comfortable for you. Well, a couple of thoughts on that. Um, number one, you know, the, the footprint of the clubhouse, it's, it's changed a little bit at, at Coors Field. But, but probably just the clubhouse part from a square footage standpoint is probably very similar, as you were pointing out, yeah. on the home side and the visitor side. But some of the accoutrements that they have on the home side now, I mean, a sleeping facility where you can take a nap, um, you know, the, the video room, uh, the expanded weight room. Floating tank. Or the, yeah, I mean, the training room, all of that, you know, it's top shelf. And, you know, the visitors has not nearly the amount, nor, nor should they. It's the visitor side. Um, one, one note about City Field that I don't know. Have you guys have you guys been to City Field on the home side? No, I've, I've only been there as a fan. Uh, okay. Never as covering media. Well, they did something that I think is really smart, and it's the only one that I've seen in Major League Baseball. On the home side, when you walk out of the clubhouse and make a right, they have uh, a home plate, and it and it's um, it's a rubberized turf, and then they have a baseline that goes down probably a hundred and 20 feet 115 feet so if you were coming in the game to pinch run you could run some sprints up there oh and hmm. do you ever know do you ever think about this yeah. guys you know it's the oh. eighth inning and and you know a, a bigger guy gets on and, and the manager goes and has somebody run for him and the guy runs out of the dugout and he hasn't you're assuming he hasn't done anything in two and a half hours right right, right like yeah. he, he kind of stretches a little bit rolls his neck runs runs, you know, 20 yards down the line and then gets to first base. Well, they can legitimately warm up their legs inside, um, right outside the uh, Mets clubhouse. It's the only kind of running lane that I've seen in a clubhouse. That It kind so, of yeah. puts it in perspective how impressive it was for Dave Roberts in 2004 in the ALCS to steal second base because it was also October. It's, it's yeah. cold in, in, it's cold in New York there. So yeah. that's even more impressive that he was able to swipe second, go yeah. along in that game. And, and you know, history. And years ago, before the batting cages and all these new stadium wasn't just, you know, a few feet away. So you can hit at any point in time. Guys would go up there fairly cold. Maybe they went down in the tunnel and took some dry swings, you know, maybe some T work. There's usually a net set up, but there wasn't a lot of opportunity to do that, you know, in, in Chicago before they they changed things the hitting cage was out in, in right center field well you couldn't exactly go out there in the middle of the game yeah and, and both teams <laughs> shared it now you know they've they've changed that so team, guys can get loose at any point and get as many swings as they want i mean sometimes guys who are in the game didn't like an at bat they'll go up uh you know and get some swings in, in the in the middle of a game so yeah. 
the modern stadium, I guess, right? Yeah, I never would have thought that's actually really cool. But yeah, about a, a base running spot for, for you guys to warm up on that. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you my one. Uh, we'll, we'll get out of here on this, but I'll tell you my um, Dodger Stadium story really quick, because the first time. And then I, I got one I want to share with you after. But go ahead. All right. Y- all yours right. is going to be better. Goody. Don't oh, worry. No, 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 no. It's not going to be Johnny <laughs> Topper. No, no, no. <laughs> Go on. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It has not. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, we, we want to hear your stories. People on the podcast heard this one, but it's been a while. My first game uh, covering on the road in LA, uh, it was for that series at the end of the year in 2018 that unfortunately did not go the Rockies way, but I was out there for that. And, uh, you know, had an Airbnb nearby and not knowing the area as well, thought I would walk to the ballpark. Uh, you know, like you can do out here and uh, not wanting to drive and pay for parking and all the stuff. I'm right there by the day. I didn't realize that you have to walk up a hill for like an hour and a half. Uh, you know, I've got my computer and all my stuff and my credentials and I'm, you know, sweating as I'm showing the guy at the ticket at the gate. I'm like, where do I go to get in? You know, or in this, uh, you know, SUV with the dark windows. I, I hear a familiar voice, but not one you expect to hear. Hey, hey man, you need a ride or whatever. I turn around. Is Ian Desmond? Ian Desmond's car pulled up and he just, he like, he very clearly saw like, dude hasn't done this LA thing before. I think it was just like, why don't you hop in the back? I'll drive you up to where you need to go. But he didn't know where I needed to go and neither did I. So his driver kind of took me around. They, they dropped me off for a while, but he made sure I didn't have to walk the rest of the hill all the way up. And then I'm still sweating. You have to go into the top elevator at Dodger stadium where I'm used to, you know, you go in and you get, you go down. So I finally figure all that stuff out. I get into the elevator and I'm just, you know, that, okay, I finally made it. And there's Oral Hershiser just standing in the elevator, cool as a cucumber. And I'm just drenched in all my stuff or whatever in the LA heat, like just exasperated. And I'm only here because Ian Desmond had the kindness to get me in the building. And there's Oral Hershiser. And you want to say hello, but in that moment that, nope, you just... You just acknowledge that he's there. You walk into the Vin Scully press box. And so that was my first Dodger Stadium. No, well, you remind me of a couple of stories. So very quickly, because I feel your pain. I've never been to Augusta. I I have a lot of friends that have worked at Augusta, you know, for the Masters, right? And people say television does not do it any justice, how hilly it is at Augusta. Well, if you've never been to Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine, you have no idea that, first of all, you can park in a parking lot and it's like a 20 minute walk to get to a gate and it is hilly as all get out. So if you're down on sunset and you're walking to the ballpark and yeah, the stadium's right there. I don't want to sit next to you because you're going to stink by the time you get to your seat. I mean, straight uphill. (laughs) Can't believe you let me in the car. So two stories uh, real, real quick. One, you, I thought of this when you guys mentioned the Vin Scully press box, which the name of it. And many years ago, um, I was in L.A. doing another event. And so I, I got a credential to go. Watch. I don't even know who was playing other than. Oh, I, I do know who was playing. It was the Cubs playing the Dodgers. And I come out of the press box after the game. And it just happened to be at the same time that Harry Carey was coming out of the press box. And I kid you not, fellas, there had to be. 40 blue hairs waiting to take their picture with this before cell phones with like instamatics and stuff. And, and 
you know, they're all giving Harry a kiss on the cheek. And, uh, you know, he owned like the 60 plus crowd. So um, there's that story, which had nothing to do with baseball, obviously. And the other story that you reminded me of, I have my own transportation deals. This is all, this is only a few years ago. Scully's still working. And my oldest son uh, was playing in Orange County uh, in, in a, in a, it had a game in Orange County. And so as soon as the Rockies Dodgers game was over, I was running to my rental car and, and you know, fly, which is hard in L.A. because the traffic down Orange County to catch his game. And so I'm running. I'm literally I'm running out. And all of a sudden, this car slides up next to me, kind of like your Desmond story. And it's a like a Lincoln Town car or something like that. And the back window rolls down and you hear that beautiful voice. He says, Drew, he goes, do you need a ride somewhere? Because he sees me running, pulling my bag. It was Vin. And I said, oh, Vin, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm just I'm trying to see one of my you know, kids' games. I'm running in my rental car, but thank you. He goes, no problem. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, and this is why you're a great father, Goody, because I wouldn't have been able to pass it up. I just said, you know, what? wherever where Vin's going, I'm going. <laughs> That's a better story. My son will understand. He, yeah. he has a game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not going to get this opportunity to ride far. with Vin. Vin <laughs> That's why you're a good dad. Yeah, Vin, I was going to go to your house in Brentwood, and and wow, since you're here, do you mind taking me to your home? <laughs> yeah, why not? What were the odds? Oh, well, that's that's we're not going to beat that, so that means you got. No, and I wasn't that. doing that for the no. job. I love, <laughs> I love your story because it's perfect, Creaseman stuff. Oh yeah, I'll just roll up to the ballpark <laughs> like it's the, uh, you know, yeah. we're like I'm staying down the road from Bush Stadium where you can just walk in pretty quickly, right? Um, downtown St. Louis. So I love, I, I really, I like that story. And I couldn't resist. I had to look it up. It's probably about a 13-story walk-up to go from the street to get up to is that what it Stadium is? by foot. It's like 130 feet. Yeah, it ain't, it's no joke. Yeah. yeah. It's no joke. And it's long. Yeah. I learned a valuable lesson that day. A couple yeah. Of so next time, rent a car and sleep right. in the parking lot. Yeah. And be ready to take and jump in any car that someone rolls their window right. down and offers you a ride. Just take it because it yeah, might be your last chance. It's the magic yeah. of that parking lot. Right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today for this. This was an awful lot of fun. Uh, got a couple more here against the Mets and then off to Pittsburgh. Keep watching the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet. Keep listening to the Drew Goodman podcast because this one's over. So go to your podcast app. Download the newest Drew Goodman podcast. Listen to all of them. Go back into your back catalog. Uh, get all that going. Drops tomorrow morning. You I got a new one tomorrow Yeah, you, you know what? I got a, a guy I think you guys know. I'm pretty sure you guys know him. He left town a few years ago. Um, he he uh, co-authored my book with him, Ben Hockman, who's ben with Hockman. the St. Louis Post-Dispatch now, column, yeah. great columnist. And we talk about you know the Avalanche series over St. Louis. We talk about Nolan. We talk about uh, a number of different topics that I think uh, I think will be really interesting. And for anyone who doesn't know him, he's kind of a character too. I was so. going to say is he is a highly good. entertaining person. Yeah, he's, great. he's a good dude, man. He is really yeah. good. Uh, only met him once in real life, but been a follow of his, his work for a long time. So check that out for sure. Listen, make sure you're following everyone on social media at Patrick D Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at Drew Goodman forty two, and of course at DNVR underscore rocky subscribe to the dnvr.com so you do get all that written content the discounts on the hats the shirts the masks the bigger beer down at the dnvr bar the free shirt the holistic stick the whole kit and caboodle 
Uh, Got to use my my old guy phrases as often as, it, as I'm going <laughs> to get. Kitten caboodle, I think, works for me. So, all right. Thank you all for hanging out with us for this one. It was a lot of fun. Keep being absolutely awesome out there. We promise to keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons, Drew Creaseman, and Drew Goodman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.